This is the Creativity Algorithm, the podcast that can help managers help their team get out of the slow growth zone by having good ideas more often. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Creativity Algorithm. This is episode 43, Confession and Preaching. No, relax. This is not a post about religion or my religious beliefs or anything like that. But I will start with the fact that I, I was raised Catholic. And why am I starting with this? Because I am steeped I'm steeped in the tradition, or I'm very familiar with the art and what's called cathartic experience of admitting and confessing things. If you've never heard the word cathartic, a catharsis is just getting it off your chest, yelling and screaming if you're usually reserved, having an emotional outburst. It often feels good to get something off your chest. Now, in psychology, there is a debate about having a cathartic experience of an emotional release, is that healthy? And the idea, or contrasting with the idea that if you think and act in a certain way, then you will feel that way. I mean, sometimes when you have a good cry, really it just makes you sadder. It doesn't kind of empty your cry reserves. Both of these theories, you know, the idea of a catharsis is healthy, you know, yelling and screaming and punching a punching bag is healthy, um, and the other idea, yelling and screaming and punching a punching bag, is going to make you more mad. Again, both have some validity. Sometimes it's good to explore thoughts and express feelings, but other times doing so might increase the intensity and frequency of those thoughts and feelings. Okay, psychology lesson over. Let's go back to my confession. When I started writing these posts and episodes, I don't actually know where they're going to end up. Oh, sometimes I start and I have an idea where I, that I want to explore, and even a method that I want to explore, maybe a sophism or an idea. But often, once I start typing, I don't know what will come out. To quote the eminent business philosopher of the mid-2000s, Michael Scott, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. This goes against a lot of instincts that have been instilled into me by countless teachers. I bet if you were reading this, the idea that before we start writing, we should have a clear thesis and an outline has been drilled into you over and over and over. That's not wrong. It simply depends on the type of writing a person's doing. If you have ever written fiction or a blog about where good ideas come from, I bet you've experienced, at least in short bursts, the zone where your fingers just kind of typed without you thinking or without you consciously thinking. Quick little game for you to play. Maybe this will be the sophism of the week. Next time you are typing, try to think about how you type as you type. It's like trying to think about not thinking about breathing. And as soon as you start thinking about it, you can't not think about it. Your conscious mind can screw up the flow. And the flow is, is kind of the, the fancy word for the zone. Being aware of the zone or flow will bump you out of the zone or the flow state. So when I type these posts or episode, my unconscious mind, which more accurately would be the procedural memory that is encoded in countless neurons in my cerebellum at the base of my skull, just kind of makes the muscles of my fingers flex and relax. When you type, you don't think, your hands just kind of do it. And if you're listening or reading this, then surely you felt this automatic zone of physical movement probably walking, probably talking. When you're talking, you're not aware of what your tongue's doing. You're just talking. Whether it's typing or daydreaming on a walk or playing a pickup game of ball or painting a painting, it's all the same. 
procedural or implicit memory is the label that we put onto physical tasks that we've learned so well that we do not have to consciously think. Of course, to get into that zone, to not think about the minutia of moving certain body parts, you would have had to have learned those movements so deeply it translates into overlearning. Overlearning is basically any physical task can be learned so well that a person can do it unconsciously. But we can't do those tasks unconsciously if we haven't done them enough for the information to move from the conscious cerebral cortex, that's the wrinkled outer part of the brain, to the unconscious cerebellum. Let me sum all that up. Ready? You can't do it if you don't know it. We're going to come back to that simplistic phrase as we discussed why we can't have a good idea in a domain that we know nothing about. This is important for athletes, for performers, and for the rest of us, because if we think of doing those automatic tasks consciously, we usually screw it up. Again, go back to that exercise. Next time you're typing, think about how your fingers are moving as you're typing. Now, the whole point of the creativity algorithm, for the whole point, the question kind of comes up to this. Can we make having good ideas as automatic as typing, walking, painting, or whatever has become a procedural memory? <laughs> let me avoid that and let me postpone giving a definitive answer on how the mind works because I, you know, look, I, I like to say I'm a psychologist, I've read about this, but there's no chance I can give you a definitive answer on how the mind works. I know a tiny fraction of a little bit. Even so, I think what we do know can be used to invite and promote good ideas to happen more often. I will say that just as consciously thinking about typing will lead to typos and a screeching halt to the flow, consciously trying to be creative will scare off any ideas that might peek into your mind from the unconscious. Let me tell you a story from more than a decade ago that might have been the seed of the creativity algorithm. When my daughter was young, definitely under 10, maybe six or seven years old, she would lose herself for hours in her Lego sets. Of course, if she heard me talk about this, she'd be embarrassed, but you know, I'm a dad, so it's my right to embarrass my kids. She, when she was so young, she was most happy sitting under on the floor underneath her loft bed or his bunk bed with like a zillion pieces scattered around her, a zillion Lego pieces. Well, like an over-organized, unfun psychologist dad who wanted to know what was going on in her mind, I asked her, I asked her what she was making with her Legos. She said, I don't know. I'm not done yet. Wow. I'm still writing and talking about that nearly 15 years later. She had innocently said something that we all probably knew when we were kids and then forgot as we stopped playing. Good ideas emerge from the unconscious through play. You know, my research as a professional psychologist maybe hasn't taught me that. Maybe it reminded me of something I knew and forgot. For her, playtime was process-oriented, not product-oriented. She wasn't thinking about how she put the Legos together. She just did. She wasn't consciously trying. Her unconscious was blending pieces and parts from several different Lego sets, and she didn't know what amazing thing her unconscious would come up with. Just like me when I start writing these episodes. Just like you when you get buried in a fun, engaging, and distracting hobby. What I found fascinating was she didn't try to rush it. She wasn't eager to finish playing. And she certainly wasn't consciously concentrating. But 
She couldn't have assembled all of the things uh, you know, that her unconscious mind put together if she couldn't find the right pieces. The right pieces allow for the creation. And we can't have a good idea if we don't have the right knowledge pieces in our unconscious. The pieces, of course, I'm talking about are knowledge and skills and experience that we've gained through living, learning, and practice. I know, I know, no matter how hard I've tried after countless examples of saying something dumb, I have not yet had an invention for a time machine. Why haven't I made an invention for a time machine? If I'm supposed to be some guru of good ideas, how come I haven't figured it out? Well, the short answer is, I don't know anything about quantum physics. If I don't know it, I can't do it. I don't have the right Lego pieces of physics, time travel, and I don't know that anyone does, you know, in, in the earlier mid 2020s. I don't think anyone's done that yet. Nobody has the right Lego pieces to assemble a good idea for time travel. Which brings us back to the fun and fundamentals. Do we have enough Lego pieces? Do we have enough knowledge, experience, and expertise for our unconscious to play with? Before anyone answers that, ask any kid. Ready? You can never have too many Lego pieces. Also, the best Lego creations come from mixing and matching pieces from different sets. Pieces from a pirate set can go with a Spider-Man set, can go with a rocket ship to create something completely new. Good ideas, and here's something I want you to write down, or if you're, I'm going to say it, please rewind it and hear it again. Good ideas come from the unconscious. Now, I'm going to rephrase that. Good ideas are assembled by the unconscious when your conscious mind is pleasantly distracted. So, going back to the question of do we have enough knowledge, let's ask what type of knowledge is knowledge. I, say, I said expertise a few sentences ago. That points us to deep knowledge, knowing lots and lots of facts in a particular area, which again is why I haven't invented a time machine. That's great, but good ideas often mix elements from different areas, different domains. Most plants can't pollinate themselves, and following the directions to put together a Lego set is enjoyable, but letting your unconscious mix and match, that's where the real good ideas come from. Writing this episode or blog has been enjoyable. Why did I write that last sentence about writing this has been enjoyable? Well, because I didn't know I would be writing about Legos when I started it. It's kind of like after 900 or so word, my conscious mind woke up after napping in a car and said, well, where are we? So my conscious mind made me write that sentence like, where is this? Did we started somewhere about confession and now we're talking about Legos. Please know, I did not write the bulk of this episode or post in an unbroken stream of consciousness. I took breaks. I got distracted. I watched cat videos. I did all kinds of other things. Was I organized and disciplined? Nope. Not even close. Because I'm not sure the unconscious understands the concept of discipline. And that's okay. I don't think we can make it or should we make it. Every sentence or so when I write this stuff, or heck, you know, every, maybe it's every word or so, again, I get distracted. I take apart my pen. I smell my nose. I try to look at... Now, notice none of us have ever seen our own forehead. We've only seen reflections of our forehead. That's kind of weird. You've never seen your own ear. You've only seen a reflection of ear. And guess what? I think I've said this in an earlier episode. The only part of your reflection that you can lick is your tongue. Kind of weird, right? See, we got distracted. Now you're thinking that's the kind of flow or zone that promotes and invites a good idea. 
I know, I know, I should stick with my thesis and stay focused and not procrastinate. But just like with starting a thesis and having an outline, not procrastinating and not taking frequent breaks might be good for some projects, but not all. In a later poster episode, we'll talk about the importance of procrastination and how the right type of procrastination is a skill that must be practiced. Okay, takeaway for the week, get distracted. Give your conscious mind a break. Do your hobby or start a new hobby. Mow the lawn without headphones. Shovel the driveway if you have snow, if you're listening to this in the winter, without headphones. Go for a walk. What if I said this? Boredom is the conscious mind trying to hang on. It's tired. Let Go past that. Let your conscious mind let go and let your unconscious mind uh, take over. Okay, that's our sophism. That's our takeaway for the week. Get bored get distracted. Spreading the thoughts. Ask your friends what new hobby, if they learned, would most improve their current situation. What you're really asking them is which new Lego pieces they want to add to the collection they already have. If they ask why, tell them about this poster episode. Title of the next episode, Telescope vs. Microscope.